Boston apartment. The heaters are old. The electrical can be a little fishy sometimes, but it's fine. Like, I have a galley kitchen. Like, oh, yeah, I had that at my last place. But it's, like, it's typical Boston charm. Right. However, in my current apartment, the floors are level. They were not level in my old apartment, but they're level now. So it's one of those things of, like, yay. But my room is huge. Like, my bedroom oh. is bigger than any room I've had. It's great. That's nice. And I have two huge closets. So I'm just like, you know what? Take it. Got one more year here and then I have to figure out where I'm going to move. But for right now, it works. I still have to visit your apartment. Yes, you do. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I've only seen this one angle from us recording these episodes. I can give you a tour when we're done <laughs> recording. Okay. I, yeah, I don't think I've seen. Unless maybe you showed me once, like, when we were. I don't know Maybe. if you did, actually. I don't think so. I think I was just like, I'm in my living room. Like, it's my living room. Uh, it could yeah. just be this, like, screen, like, one of those fake backgrounds, but your apartment actually looks totally different. I wouldn't know. You would have no idea. I'll <laughs> I'll do a video and I'll text it to you. That might be easier mm-hmm. than me walking around with my computer. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but I like my apartment. Like, it's very boston it's very old but it's cute it's clean no bugs knock on wood no mice knock on wood so you know what i'm okay with it yeah and it's five minutes from the tea like yeah i've heard of pretty bad apartment situations in the boston area and yours seems like pretty good (laughs) compared to tales i've heard so it's really good compared to some of the places I've heard like it's not like super super nice where they're like super expensive and you get like central air and all of that but like it it does it does the job it's a roof over my head it's rent that I can afford I have nice neighbors like <laughs> laundry's downstairs in the basement I don't have to go outside and do laundry like I used to mm-hmm. so and by that I mean I don't have to go outside to a different building and do laundry like I used to Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you take what you can get. It's kind of like house hunters. It's like, what are three things that are not deal breakers and what are three things that are? And you just pick, like, which one matches the best and you go for it. Mm. Well, you know, you guys bought a house. <laughs> That's way more intimidating than finding an apartment. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, I think we looked for almost, I don't know, maybe five months almost five months so but i've heard like people can spend years trying to find like the perfect house they want so it is more like i guess intense than apartment hunting i just remember you texting me links and being like what do you think and i would just be like (laughs) it looks good to me what do you think you're the one living in it Also, actually, you can rent houses, mm-hmm. so that is an option, too. You can. That's probably less intense than actually buying it, like, paperwork-wise and everything. It's just super expensive, because renting a house in Boston can be, like, anywhere, depending on, like, yeah, the rooms. You can either divide it, like, by four or five, or it can just be you, but they can go up to, like, five grand a month, easy. Mm. And that's not including utilities. So. You sound so adulty. I don't like it. Should we do the intro? 
Sure. I also like how we sound adulty and you're playing with a hair clip. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. It looks like a, not a butterfly, but like an octopus. Like one of those. Like, it's like one of the, it's like the same shape as those yeah. butterfly clips, but yeah. not. But yeah, it reminds me of all those clips. Like when we were little, butterfly clips were everywhere. everywhere. It was like Lizzie McGuire. And they were tiny. <laughs> And stepping on them was like stepping on a Lego. Oh, yeah. It hurt. Yeah, yeah. It hurt. But yeah, these are good for curly hair, our hair corner segment. Hello and welcome <laughs> back to another episode of Oil with a Terror already. And I'm one of your hosts, Danielle. And I'm your other host, Sandra. I felt like I was starting to sound like the dried out version of Spongebob. Oh, when he's like, he needs water, and he's in, like, Sandy's house. <laughs> That's such a good episode. Back when Spongebob was good. So, what's your oi or ooh of the week this week? Oh my god, I keep forgetting that ooh is an option, so I only <laughs> try to think of the annoyances. Uh, okay, so an ooh was, I went to Newport over the weekend with Leslie and Amanda, and it's been like a really long time since we've hung out with Amanda. So that was really fun to catch up and everything. We stayed in Providence, but went to Newport for one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really nice out, but it was pretty hot. Yeah. Like uh, at one point it did get kind of breezy, but like it was like, I don't know. I wouldn't want to just like sit outside all day in that kind of weather. It looked really pretty out, so that was nice. We, like, went near the water and had brunch at this very, like, (laughs) bougie-type restaurant. (laughs) It was very fancy. So I had to get chowder. It was good, but not, like, amazing. Like, there were Mm -hmm. some potatoes that weren't done enough and could have had more, like, clams. So, yeah, I wouldn't go back there. So you got the Rhode Island chowder, not like New England chowder. Oh no! Uh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, that wasn't even an option. They only had New England. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. They didn't even have a Rhode Island one. Because hmm. usually, I don't like the Rhode yeah. Island. I like the New England. Rhode Island's clear or tomato? It's tomato. It's right. Okay. But also, kudos to you for having chowder on a really hot day. Because sometimes that is. It's not what you I want. I just feel like you have to when, I don't know, like Newport equals clam chowder to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's true. That's how I feel about like Maine. Like whenever I'm in Maine, I'm like, I need lobster. Like I need a lobster. Mm-hmm. Or blueberry pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to go to Maine too at some point. Ugh. Not enough time. Yeah. Maine. I love Maine. I haven't been in years, but I want to go back. Acadia. Katie is pretty. Bar Harbor is fun. Old Orchard Beach. Portland. It's all It's all good. So yeah, so my ooh was like going to Newport and hanging out and stuff. Oh, I found a dress for the wedding I'm going to in October. So Because it's, uh, it's technically a formal wedding, which I don't think I've attended before. So you need like a specific like fancy cocktail hmm. attire basically. So I was like, I don't know if I own a dress like that. (laughs) So I just bought this with Leslie and Amanda's approval to confirm that is formal because I was like, I don't even know. (laughs) 
That's what I hate about dress shopping, especially for things like weddings when they're yeah. like, it's cocktail, it's formal, it's black tie. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know if we said that to anyone. Like for our wedding, I don't think we included that on our website or invitation. I don't remember. I was a bridesmaid for years, so like that was easy. Yeah. You told me what to wear and I bought it. I guess mine was kind of more cocktail. I wouldn't say like formal. It wasn't black tie. I would say yours is more cocktail. Oh no, that's the most. Yeah. It goes like casual, like your business casual cocktail, semi-formal, formal, black tie. Yeah, that's the fanciest. That would probably be an expensive dress. Probably, depending on where you get it. You could always like do something with your wedding dress. Some women do that. Some women take their wedding dresses and they like turn it into like a cocktail or like a party dress. Which reminds me, I need to get the dress I wore to your wedding cleaned. It's been almost a year and I haven't gotten it cleaned. Oh, I finally got mine cleaned. I got mine cleaned literally a few weeks ago, so. Okay, I don't feel so bad then. And I didn't even think to do that until you suggested it. I was like, oh, okay, that's a good idea. Well, just because, like, we were all, like, walking around, like, in the wet grass, and it's, like, it's white, and it's, like, they get, wedding dresses get filthy. And we went to the waterfall area at one point, too, and there was dirt and stuff, so, yeah. They get so filthy. (laughs) Like, my sister's wedding dress, like was she wasn't even like in nature she was just like out on the streets of london and it was like black at the bottom like it was disgusting they cleaned like they cleaned it really well but it was like this is gross yeah so Uh, wedding dresses (laughs) we're both just shaking our heads like, I don't know. I couldn't think of the right word I was gonna use. Well, like you don't have to worry about it anymore because you're wedding. Oh, isn't your anniversary like your unofficial official anniversary coming up? Uh, August twenty eighth. Why the hell did I think it was like August tenth? <laughs> I don't know. Is it the twenty eighth? Oh, no, it is the 28th, but you might be thinking that because I think initially we're going to do the 21st. Maybe. Or something. I think we changed the date. I think it originally was going to be earlier, but there was supposed to be a thunderstorm. I think that's what it was. You had to do it the day before. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we had to move it twice. And then when we were going there, there was this, like, hurricane. So that seemed kind of symbolic in a way to what marriage might be. But <laughs> it's been good so far from what I've witnessed. <laughs> but Dave is a giggling. But I did get like a Facebook notification yesterday and it was just a picture of like your bridal shower. So I'm like, oh, her bridal shower must have been like a year ago from yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love those Facebook memories. Yeah, I just got one. I get OneDrive memories. I don't even go on Facebook, but I get the same type of thing from OneDrive. And like, I think it's six years ago. I was in New Orleans at this point. And I was like, oh, New Orleans. Another place to go to at some point. Well, you've been twice, right? Once. Or even once. Yeah. Why did I think you've been? Tw- I don't know. Because I talk about it a lot. It's been a very stressful Monday. I'm just glad that it's over. Mm-hmm. Should we get into it? Time to do your oi or ooh. All right. My oi, and Daniel knows this because I texted her about it on Friday, 
I broke the washing machine in my building. We only have one washer and dryer. Oh, I thought you said you broke the dryer. No, I broke the washing machine. Oh, okay. So what happened was I went down. I threw my clothes in like I always do. I went back down when it said it was done because we get like a text message or a notification being like, hey, your washer, your dryer's done. And it said error out of order and then it because it was like flashing that on like where it says like the time remaining or whatever and I opened it and my clothes were soaking wet and there was water at the bottom of Mm -hmm. the washing machine and I was Mm -hmm. just like great so it took four times for me to dry my clothes and during this time I was ordering like the um Drying rack. Drying rack on Target, and I had it delivered. But, yeah, my clothes finally complete, like, my towels and everything finally completely dried yesterday. Took two days for my towel to dry. Oh, did you try blow-drying them? Because I knew it was not going to help. I would have to be blow-drying them for, like, an hour. So then after I figured out what was going on, I contacted both the company that they tell you to contact on the machines And I contacted my maintenance and they came and they fixed it. Because when I went down Saturday morning to take out the trash, because the trash is near the same area, um, it was fixed. So luckily we weren't without it for too long. But not only did I submit it on like our rent portal thing, I also called them and I was like, yep, can you just like make sure somebody gets this? Because we only have one washer dryer in this building and I do not want to be tarred and feathered for breaking the only washing machine that we have it must have happened before i'm probably couldn't have been the first time i'm sure it did and when i told my mom she's like yeah pipe just probably broke or something like it wasn't your fault it was just the luck of the draw and you just happened to like be using it during that time so at least you didn't destroy a tempered glass tabletop no i did not i didn't tell you about that story wasn't I with you when, like, something broke at your, like, old apartment? <laughs> that was another glass table oh, story. Oh, no, there are multiple. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that glass part did break then. This was Sandra, the coffee table at our apartment. When we moved it, the glass shattered. No, this was uh, last time we were in New Hampshire at Dave's family's lake house. My parents, Dave's parents, uh, Dave's sister and her fiance were there and they're all outside. I go inside. Um, I'm about to make myself a drink. First drink of the day, by the way, this is an important detail. So I grab the bottle of vodka from the freezer (laughs) and as I'm like moving around, like turning around because the table's behind me. So I'm going to put it on the table. The bottom of the like ice cold glass bottle basically like touches the corner of the tempered glass and it literally like explodes. It was really scary. (laughs) You're lucky you didn't get injured. I know. So I think one of the reasons like like apparently tempered glass breaks really easily and like when it shattered, it was kind of this really thick type so i'm Mm -hmm. thinking that's it's like harder to cut yourself maybe because it i got some around my feet and like legs and nothing happened so maybe that's kind of an intentional design thing but yeah it was like terrifying and dave was outside near the water and he came inside and 
he was like that was what like what just happened like what was that really loud noise and so yeah people heard it from the water area <laughs> wow Jeez. Yeah, so then like Dave's mom, my mom, Dave and I were help like sweeping and vacuuming and everything. Yeah, because you gotta get that taken care of. Yeah. Wow. So that was scary. That is scary. That's not that's not, yeah, that's not fun. That's also not fun to clean up because like you have to get all of it. Yeah. I thought I told you about that. You you did not mention that. I just thought you were referring to your first like Boston apartment when I was with you guys for the weekend and like we were trying to move the table or something and like yeah, yeah, it yeah. shattered. <laughs> I remember that. And I just was I like, this that. is all my fault. And you were like, why? And I'm like, because I was sleeping on your futon. And if I wasn't sleeping on your futon, you wouldn't have had to move the table. And then I was like, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> you were like, you're an idiot, Sandra. <laughs> I don't like glass tables. I have a glass table that was my parents, and it's like, it's nice, but I'm also just like, damn, this thing better not break. It survived two moves. I'm like, I just need it to survive like a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'll start with my story. Yeah, you texted me a hint, and I thought it was somebody else. That's why I asked you that question. No, I've, so this is the first time I think I've heard of this. I just looked up like famous crimes in Rhode Island mm-hmm. because uh, I don't know. I was in Newport, so my thought was, okay, why not do a Rhode Island story? And then apparently, this was shown on Unsolved Mysteries, so that might be how you thought it looked familiar—the photo of the guy. I mean, I'll explain at the end of your story who I thought it was, and maybe that will make more sense on why I asked you that question. So this is a story, The Mysterious Disappearance of Adam Emery. It starts on August 1st, 1990. Yeah, it's not ringing a bell. Uh, Adam and his wife, Elena, her sister, Maria, and her husband, Ronnie, were at a seafood shack in Rocky Point, Rhode Island, finishing their dinner. When suddenly a car leaving the parking lot hit the rear left side of Adam's 1985 Black Thunderbird, which caused some slight damage to the taillight. The driver quickly fled the scene without stopping. Another driver left behind that car um, shortly after, so I guess they weren't right at the car when it happened, so the group wasn't sure exactly which car it was that hit Adam's car. But Elena's sister Maria said she she swore it was the red Ford LTD that hit Adam's car. So the group went into the car, Adam's car, and quickly sped off to follow the car they thought was the one that hit Adam's car. I feel like I just said that three times. So they started tailing them, and the other car was being driven by 20-year-old Jason Bass. Adam followed him for almost two miles before he forced him to stop. Jason had no idea why this guy was following him and was scared, basically, so he slowed down to because he didn't know what was going to happen. Apparently, Elena handed her husband a knife, And Adam grabbed onto the hood of Jason's car and just proceeded to stab him. So the car rolled to a stop near a boulder in front of the driveway of a local prison guard named Bruce Bishop. When Bruce approached the car, Adam dropped the knife 
and admitted to stabbing Jason. Jason was brought to Rhode Island Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. To make things even worse, it was later discovered that Jason was not the driver who had Adam's car. Paint chips were studied to confirm the color of the car was different. People who knew Adam were shocked that he was capable of such brutality. He had never committed a crime before. On November 5th, 1993, Adam went to trial for Jason's murder. People were further disturbed by Adam's lack of remorse and emotion. The trial ended on November 10th. So apparently he was released on bail and then had one month before the sentencing trial. He and Elena, after he was released, left the courthouse at 3 p.m. A half hour later, the couple was spot- were spotted at a local sporting goods store. They purchased sweatsuits, socks, and 80 pounds worth of strap-on weights. One hour later, they were seen eating at a nearby restaurant. At 4.45 p.m., Adam and Elena arrived at the Newport Bridge overlooking Narragansett Bay. At 4.50 p.m., they were seen on the bridge's walkway next to their car. By 5.15, they were gone, but the couple returned, and at 6.53 p.m., the car was found abandoned. So when someone inspected the car, the engine was still running, and the lights were on. Clothing was discovered neatly folded on the back seat. On the front seat, there was cash, cut-up credit cards, and Adam's driver license. People assumed this meant the couple, couple jumped to their deaths from the bridge, but no bodies were found after an extensive search was conducted. Investigators started thinking of various theories uh, in order to try to find the missing couple. They discovered that while purchasing the items from the sporting goods store, Adam expressed an annoyance when he uh, learned how high the bill was. This seems strange for someone who was planning to kill themselves. Also, it was reported that the couple appeared to be in happy spirits earlier that night at the restaurant. So a hearing-impaired woman was tasked with studying the courtroom footage to see if she could read the lips of the couple to see what they were talking about. And after studying Elena and Adam, she thought... Elena said to Adam, quote, we're going to do what we originally said you promised me, end quote. Investigators did not know if this hinted towards a suicide plan or a clever scheme to disappear. Nine months after the disappearance, a fisherman in the Narragansett Bay found two human leg bones in his net. One bone had a piece of sock that looked similar to the socks purchased from the sporting goods store, but a marine biologist could not find any microorganisms on the sock or the bone. This means it was in the water for longer than nine months and could not have been Adam or Elena. In addition, a forensic anthropologist judged with 85% certainty that the bone was from a white male who was no more than uh, five feet, seven inches tall. However, Adam was uh, six feet tall, over six feet tall. It wasn't until years later in 1994 when a human skull was found in Narragansett Bay. 
the skull belonged to Elena. Adam Emery is still missing to this day, and no trace of him has ever been found. The FBI are still searching for Adam, and they believe he he is alive. There have been several unconfirmed sightings of Adam throughout the United States and even in France and Italy. He was declared legally dead in 2004, but FBI placed him back on the wanted list in 2010. In an August 2020 interview with 10WJAR, uh, Kristen M. Cetera, a spokeswoman for the FBI Boston Division, said, quote, No matter how long it takes, the FBI will continue to work with our law enforcement partners in following every lead until we can locate fugitive Adam Emery or his remains and provide his victim's family with some much-needed closure, end quote. Kristen hopes developments in technology will help to provide insight in ways of finding the killer. So that's the story of Adam Emery. That's insane. Like, first of all, who has a knife in their bag that is just, like, here? Yeah, that's that was a scary detail. Like, his wife just hands him a knife, like, oh, you're going to fight someone else. Time to get the knife out. Where'd you get the knife? Like, where, what, was it a steak knife? Was it a yeah. butter? Like, it had to have been something, because it did, it killed them, it did some damage. And apparently he hit his heart with it, so that's scary. I don't like that. Yeah. But, so that's, like, my first question. So, obviously he was, I wasn't sure when you were talking, but did you say that she was tried as well, right? Or wasn't she? No, it was just him, it sounds like. But shouldn't she technically be tried because it was her knife? Like, she's an accessory to murder? Well, to me, it sounded like it may have been his knife, but maybe it was in, like, the glove box. Like, it sounds like she handed it to him when they were in the car. So, yeah, I don't know if that would technically make her an accessory. Kind of sounds like it might, but I didn't see anything. But, I don't know. I don't, like, I mean, maybe it was, like, a ruse to, like, buying all the equipment jumping off like the bridge and everything to like make it seem like they were dead but if they found her skull like maybe he did survive and i mean i guess he could still be on the run it's possible this was only in what 1990 yeah 1990 exactly but yeah no that's that's crazy all because somebody like ran into their car and they chased down the wrong person you know like what kind of that's insane like what temper does he have like exactly and especially if people were like oh that doesn't sound like him it's like it might be right just the from the photo i sent you my reaction was he looked really angry like kind of like scary let's see if i can look at this photo again yep he looks pissed off yeah and he didn't show remorse or anything no so maybe he was like a sociopath or a narcissist but no, that's, that's also what did like the sister think that was like with them at dinner? It's like, you're at dinner with like your family and friends. And yeah, then... I have a lot of questions about this, like why the wife was fine with it and gave him a knife. Like I have so many questions. They thought, yeah. And also I hate that a lot of like, I feel like now people are like more watched more if they're on bail, like they're mm-hmm. done, like put on like the no fly list or like. Their passport's confiscated, like, stuff like that, where, like, they can't leave. But the fact that, like, he had a month 
in between. That seems strange. Like, and he's out on bail. It's like, well, you can put him under like house arrest or do something. So yeah, I didn't get that either. It's not a flight risk. I just, I, so many questions about our law system, our law enforcement. Yeah. Like, why? We'll never know. So I originally, when he texted me that photo, because I looked at it really quickly, I thought it was Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh. That's why I asked you about cannibalism. And then I looked at it again. I was like, yeah, that looks nothing like Jeffrey Dahmer. So that's why. <laughs> that's what I thought you were thinking that as well. That was one of like the really big people. Mm-hmm. But no, I've never heard about this story, but I guess they had an episode, I think it was like 93 or 94, Un- Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. Talking about it. It's crazy. It's just crazy. I've, I still have like, I have so many questions. I know. <sighs> that I'll never get answers to again. Well, maybe with technology and things. I mean, maybe. Maybe it's like, wasn't one of the guys from like Shawshank Redemption, like that escaped Alcatraz found 40 or 50 years later or something after? Maybe not. I might be confusing him with somebody else. But I feel like there is a story where there was like somebody that did something and then he was found like in Florida. In like his 70s. But I could be wrong. Mm, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> it's Monday. Maybe. actually guessed correctly so i decided to pick and i'm sorry if i pronounce this incorrectly um it's the grauman's chinese theater or most notoriously known as just the chinese theater that's located in hollywood california so back in california so this is easily one of the most recognized landmarks in all of hollywood the theater in and the forecourt are believed to actually be haunted by several ghosts, which I'll get into a little bit later. For those of you that are interested in visiting, it's located on the northeast corner of Hollywood Boulevard in Orange Drive. And it's across the street from the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, which supposedly is also haunted. There are at least 2 million tourists that will annually visit this area in Hollywood to see the Walk of Fame, the Hollywood Wax Maxi- Museum, and the Hollywood Guinness World Records Museum. So following the success of the opening of the Egyptian theater in 1922, showman Sid Grauman built the Chinese theater and it was then opened in 1927. It was built in order to host the spectacular premiere of Cecil B. DeMille's film called The King of Kings. And it's easily recognized because it has a carved pagoda towers, a Chinese dragon across the front, There are silhouettes of tiny dragons on the copper roof, and there are two stone lions guarding the main entrance. Apparently, it's also supposed to be good luck to touch the three wax figures that are inside the lobby of the Chinese theater. So a lot of people do that when they visit. It also features elaborate wall murals, a Chinese chandelier, and columns painted in red and gold. And it's hosted more movie premieres than any other movie house in all of Hollywood, 
and it's also the location of the Academy Awards ceremony for three years running back in the 1940s. Sid Grauman also received an honorary Academy Award in 1949 for raising the standard for film exhibition, and he was also one of the 36 founders of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, or the AMPAS. So apparently the... There was an accidental stepping into wet cement out front of the Chinese theater back in 1927, and that was actually the start of the forecourt of the stars, or as we know it today, um, like the Hollywood Walk. Mm -hmm. I think it's the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I guess it's been told a little bit differently, um, depending on like which brochure you read. But supposedly the story is that Norma Talmadge, who was a friend of Grauman, stepped out of the car to check out Sid's new theater. And the cement in front of the theater was still wet and a light bulb went off in old Grauman's head because he thought that it would be like a good idea for celebrities to step in fresh cement. So then like you would and then obviously just sign it so they knew who it was. And the first official signature in the forecourt was actually Mary Pickford's. Mary and her then-husband, Douglas Fairbanks, were the theater's co-owners at the time. So right now, there are almost 200 Hollywood celebrity footprints and handprints and autographs that are on the sidewalk outside the theater's door. Some of the most unusual prints are imprints are the cigars of George Burns and Groucho Marx, the noses of Bob Hope and Jimmy Durante, and the fist of John Wayne. The traditional the tradition continues and celebrities are still being added to the Walk of Fame today as well. So earlier I mentioned that there were several ghosts that do haunt the theater. One of them is basically hasn't been identified, but the theater patrons and then the employees will hear strange sounds, they'll feel cold spots, have a feeling of being watched. There have also been uh, reports of flickering lights and unidentifiable noises in the employee's locker room. There's also the velvet stage curtains that seem to move for no reason. It is believed that it may be the spirit of the stagehand named Fritz, who actually hung himself behind the movie screen many years ago, and his ghostly presence can apparently be felt backstage. There's also the story of a ghost of a little girl by the name of Annabelle, who wanders around backstage and tugs on the curtains. Back in 1982, actor Victor Killian was murdered in his apartment, which was located one block away from the Chinese theater. He apparently had struck up a conversation with the stranger. They went back to his apartment where it had been burglarized. Uh, The killer has never actually been caught, but it is believed that the ghost of Killian can be seen on the sidewalk in front of the Chinese theater where he is allegedly trying to find his murderer. It does continue to offer contemporary films, and visitors who don't want to watch a movie can just take a tour of the decorated theater and walk around where the Hollywood Walk of Fame is as well. I just kind of picked on this randomly because I've actually been to the theater. I was there, God, when I was 13, so like 17 years ago, Hmm. and I found that it was really cool. I didn't get to go in because either they were closed or my parents like didn't want to. But I just got to walk around, like, the Hollywood, like, Walk of Fame and see all, like, the handprints and the footprints and the, every like, the signatures and everything. So that was really cool. But I do think that it is definitely, like, one of the most, if not the most iconic, just because it doesn't really match, like, anything else around it. So it definitely does, like, stick out. And mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that it was essentially haunted. Like, it's not surprising because of the history. 
but it's also like I feel like it hasn't really been around like too too long for it to kind of have that reputation. Mm-hmm. So if I ever do go back to Hollywood or to California, at least I want to like check it out. Is it like the super touristy area or whatever? Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Spot. It's like super touristy, and yeah, in like the Hollywood area, mm. which I didn't really like LA when I visited. It wasn't like my favorite place we went to, but I was also only like 13. Mm. So we were only there for like two days. So we didn't, we got to see a lot, but we also like didn't really get to see a lot. Mm. So I wouldn't want to go back with like friends or like by myself. Did you go to Rodeo Drive? I think we drove through it on like a trolley tour. Mm. Cause like, you can actually take a tour in Hollywood that's literally just, like, a celebrity sighting tour or something where you go on it and they try to find, like, celebrities that you can take photos of of them, like, just, like, doing, like, day-to-day stuff. Or you can, like, go and see where, like, they live so you can see, like, the areas of, like, where their houses are and everything. Mm. But, yeah, I don't yeah. know if I'd want to do that. It's crazy. There's so much There's so much stuff you can do in Hollywood. It's nuts. <laughs> I thought about doing the Hollywood sign because that's supposedly haunted, but the story was, like, really sad. It's like, I don't have it in me this week. Mm-hmm. Do it. So. Maybe I'll do cannibalism one next week. Maybe. Because of your guess. Because I thought it was Jeffrey Dahmer. In my defense, I watched a video that he was featured in, so he was also apparently on my mind. <laughs> so. This is random, but have you seen this? hulu show only murders happen in the this building or something was that the one with selena gomez yeah i haven't seen it but my friend says it's really good and that i should start watching it i was just gonna say that i've heard people say it's really good but i haven't seen it yet i'm sure it is but i feel like it's one of those shows i need to watch with somebody to like actually pay attention hmm Because, like, I do this thing where it's, like, I start a new show and then I'm, like, on my phone or on my laptop and I don't pay attention. So then I get confused. Yeah, I haven't. I've been watching, like, shows where they're very fast-paced and whatever. Like, I haven't really been in the mood for actual shows. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of New Girl. It's pretty funny. I've been watching a lot of documentaries. Like, I just watched The Most Hated Man on the Internet, which is on Netflix. And it's new. That was good. Oh, I did watch that, actually. Yeah, that I did like that. I enjoyed that. I was like, this is good. That was crazy. I don't think I'd ever heard of that website. I haven't either. Mm. And we were in college. So, like, we would have probably been the age that, like, people knew about it. Started, yeah, I think it was, like, 2012. Mm-hmm. I think I remember that. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It did not sound familiar to me. I also watched this documentary on Hulu and it was about like the 90s and they had an episode just devoted to Baywatch. And I was like, oh my God, I used to watch Baywatch all the time with my sister. Really? <laughs> I loved Baywatch. I've never I- seen that. David Hasselhoff back in the 90s. Oh my God. Wow. Did you have a poster? No. I don't think even my sister had a poster, but <laughs> he was, you know, he was. And all of, like, the guys, too, like, they all were, like, super ripped because they had to be. And all the, like, Pamela Anderson was on it. That's how she got her start. Oh, did you see it when Jason Momoa was on it? He was on it at one point. He was, yeah. He was in the documentary, actually. They were interviewing him. But it was really good. 
I saw there's a Shania Twain documentary on, and I was like yeah. considering watching it, but I haven't. My sister said that was really good. Oh, okay. She definitely rec- she was like recommending that. Hmm. But yeah, I've been in the mood for like documentaries, which I sometimes get into, and then yeah. I don't. There's so many different kinds now. Like I like the like the one about the crazy guy, and there was only three episodes, so not a lot of commitment. Yeah, you could just like start and just be like, okay. Yeah. I can do this. Three episodes. They're each like 45 minutes. I can do this. So. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another fun episode of Oi with the Terror already. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram page is Oi with the Terror already podcast. And on Facebook, it is Oi with the Terror already. We are also available on Spotify, Google podcast apple podcast anywhere you can find podcasts basically we drop a new episode every thursday or we at least try to if you have any spooky stories anything you want us to talk about or if you want to submit your own stories you can do so by emailing us at oi with the terror already at gmail.com and we will see you all next week bye